impact of COVID-19. We all knew this was going to be a tough time. We need to wrap our minds around a painful truth. We're in the early stages of what is going to become a series of cascading crises. This is the way it's going to be. Getting back to uh, the extraordinarily successful country and economy that we've had, uh, that we've built over so many generations. Hi, I'm Kasim, welcoming you back to the second episode of A New Normal, Startwell's podcast focused on chronicling the experiences of entrepreneurs and innovators working through the pandemic in downtown Toronto. For this, the second episode, we caught up with Samir Mohammed in Old Toronto to hear how the pandemic is affecting his award-winning specialty coffee business, called Fahrenheit. Hi, uh, my name is Samir Mohammed. Um, I am the owner of Fahrenheit Coffee here in Toronto. We have uh, three locations um, at Lombard and Jarvis, where we are right now, um, one at Portland and Richmond, and one at Richmond and New York. Um, the Richmond and New York one is currently closed during the pandemic. So uh, tell me a little bit about the kind of what's normal for Fahrenheit and uh, up until, let's say, a month ago or last few weeks, what's uh, been normal? for your company what's the day-to-day look like normal um, at Fahrenheit typically means that we have um, two people on staff at any given time um, a peak hours where we have lineups at the door till about like maybe from like uh, 8 a.m. to about 11 a.m. takes a dip and then you get another surge around 2 p.m. it goes on to about 3:30 p.m. Um, and that's consistent across all three stores what's happened in the last few weeks well, naturally, we've seen a, a big decline. Um, we've had to scale down our staff to having one person per shift. Uh, we had to reduce our hours by two hours per day, um, except Sundays. Sundays, we just maintain shorter hours is what we had anywhere. Um, and uh, yeah, the closure of uh, the Assembly Hall location in Richmond and New York. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. And um, that's, all in, that's all as a result of the reduced number of customers that we have and how we've had to adapt to uh, uh, a strictly takeout menu. Now, your shops are have a small footprint. Typically, uh, you rely on takeout or fast turnover of your clients. Has mm. that helped you, do you think, be able to continue staying open? Well, I think one of the things that um, we saw as an advantage that we have is being able to pivot to be, being able to be to pivot to a uh, a takeout model entirely was really simple for us because I think eighty percent of our sales as it was was takeout. Um, so that being said, being able to um, restrict people from staying was fairly simple. We just had to tuck away the stools. Um, uh, the other thing that we ended up doing is we had uh, an offering on the menu that would be served strictly to stay. We now offer that to go. Um, and it's just something that we've had to do just to stay alive, really. Um, what about products? Do you, you sell a little bit of ancillary products, coffee in bags, things like that? Are people yeah, I mean, wanting to take home still? Absolutely. I think, I think uh, we've seen an increase in the number of uh, retail bags of coffee that people are, uh, are buying. Um, and uh, people are trying to stay at home as much as possible, which is definitely something that we'd advise as well. Um, and that's obviously helped. Uh, keep the sales to a, uh, a point where we're not thinking of closing 
our doors as yet. Uh, what other changes have you had to make in the last few weeks to be a bit more nimble or react to uh, the changing market conditions? Um, yeah, it's obviously a reduced number of staff. We've got just uh, two members of staff at either location. Um, I've had to take on a couple of the, uh, the load myself. Um, so I'm splitting my time evenly between, uh, well, just sharing the time entirely with uh, the other member of staff at uh, Richmond and Portland location. Um, so being behind the bar obviously saves us a lot of money. Uh, myself, uh, I wasn't um, as active behind the bar in the last year. Um, obviously, like uh, it's uh, whenever necessary, I got to be there. So I got to step up. I had to be there. What are you thinking um, the next few weeks or months might look like for your business? It's so difficult to predict because we hear. Um, like, I mean, we're in such a dynamic dynamic time right now, the dynamic era that we, we don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know what kind of legislation is going to come into place for um, essential businesses is what we're considered to be. Um, whether we are still deemed essential next week, we don't know. Um, so it's really difficult to forecast um, where we're going to be. Although what I can say is based on all the research that I've done is that we can uh, project for a steady decline. Um, and I think being able to be prepared for the best, so the worst case scenario um, is where we're trying to position ourselves. Right? Um, how have you dealt with landlords in the last little while? Have you been able to find a little bit of uh, leeway or flexibility? Um, well, we are the landlord at one of the locations. Um, our, uh, this location over here at Lombard and Jarvis, uh, our landlord um, is being very understanding. He has deferred rent. Um, we're entertaining the possibility of um, extending our lease term by tacking on the rent that is due this month um, to the end of the term, so just extend the term by X amount of months. Um, uh, it's just a, it's a tough battle because I think landlords are in the same space where uh, they need to be able to pay their bills. Right. Um, so uh, because this is not. Um, one of the big commercial units and this is like an independently owned unit we have to we have to deal with individuals that are facing the same same struggles that we're having so um, we have to be equally as understanding on the flip side and see if we can come to compromise in between so we've had a bit of a break um, with the landlords and we're just hoping that we can just maintain that good relationship and be able to continue it after uh, all said and done so coffee shops are typically um very neighborhood focused businesses. You uh, have three different ones that all kind of are along, almost along the same corridor, east-west corridor, same mm -hmm. street in downtown Toronto. What have you seen in the neighborhoods and how have the neighborhoods changed in the last few weeks where Fahrenheit is? Well, I mean, to, to point out the obvious, there's definitely less traffic on the streets. Um, there's, um, I, I think uh, the visibility of uh, Toronto's um, homelessness is a lot more apparent um, and um, I, I just feel like a lot of people are being very mindful very respectful of each other's space when when they come into the shop there's usually if there's a queue um, it's typically spaced out fairly evenly about two meters apart where people respect each other's space and on, on a nice day people will end up lining up outside with even distribution um, and that's without us having to say anything um, we haven't faced an incident where we've actually had to ask anyone um, to keep their space or keep their distance or get out of the shop because they, they've um, 
uh, they've come into someone else's personal space or um, they've basically behaved in a way that's um, not acceptable in this particular time or frowned upon in this particular time. So. so how long are you expecting in your worst case model for your business uh, things to either stay the same like this or get better before they get worse? And what does better even look like, do you think? Um, that's a tough question. It's a, it's a great question. Um, in terms of worst case scenario, our worst case scenario is tomorrow the government decides that we're non-essential and then we get closed down. That's our worst case scenario. Um, uh, Sales-wise projections, it's difficult to tell. It really is because we're seeing certain, certain days that we, we, we think to ourselves, ah, today is okay. You know, today is okay. Tomorrow might be better. Um, and we're just hoping for the best and praying for the best from day to day. So worst case scenario projection, I don't know. It's, it's really difficult to say. Um, some of the habits that we're noticing that what people may have is people becoming more respectful but people are getting quite cooped up. Um, and as a result, um, a coffee break is something that a lot of people feel like they need. In fact, a lot of our customers have been saying to us that they're very grateful that we're open because it gives them a little bit of an escape in their day to be able to interact with someone, someone other than the people that they're interacting with on the phone if they're working from home. Um, people who live on their own have no choice but to be on their own so when they come into the shop it's a bit of social interaction um, and um, people need that for the mental sanity so it's difficult to say what our projections might be um, just to summarize and uh, what worst case scenario or best case scenario or how we hope to improve we just we just hope that we can continue to provide um, the services that we can we can continue to pay our staff and that's pretty much it